Hannah Jinks is a Christian, a wife, a mother, and a Bible class teacher. She's also the creator of the Mommy and Me class page, where she shares Bible materials, resources, and activities that she's doing with her own children as a way to support young parents in their own home Bible studies. And we're talking with her next. Welcome to Inroads, where we share real-world stories of digital evangelism and provide you with tips and resources to use today's technology to spread the gospel. You can learn more about us and watch our free video series at appianmedia.org. During this week's episode, we're highlighting the great work that Container Solutions, Inc. does in providing high-quality, custom-engineered packaging solutions, including camera and equipment cases, the same ones that we took with us on our recent production trip to Turkey. We'll talk more about them later in the show. So Hannah Jinks uh, is just a Christian mother trying to help other parents train their children to know and love the Lord. And we're thrilled uh, to talk with you today, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. My kids were asking me if I was uh, going to meet Barry. They were asking. They, uh, they love watching. Um, uh, his hats are the popular ones. He is. We don't have the hat with us. I know. If uh, the hat was here, that would probably suffice. But uh, I'm thrilled probably. to know that uh, he's being recognized as the celebrity that it's he right. is. Well, he is a children's celebrity. It's true. With lessons from the land. It's true. You've got you've got Barney, yeah. you've got the Wiggles, and you've, you've got, got Barry. Barry. Barry and Barney <laughs> just go Barry. together. Just that awesome. just makes sense. <laughs> so Hannah, I, I want to know, and I'd love for you to share with our listeners, just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family, about your kids. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm Hannah Jinks. I uh, am married, married to Edward, and we have three kids. We have um, a daughter named Erilyn, and she's six. She's in first grade. Um, and we have a daughter named Ellie Joy. She is four and is in um, kindergarten slash preschool. We're kind of doing a little bit of both. Um, and then I have uh, another Edward, Edward V, actually, and he is a year and a half. Um, and so his, his day is mostly just spent getting into trouble. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. We can Sounds like my relate. family. Yep. Exactly <laughs> right. Well, that's awesome. So uh, for those who may not already be familiar, um, describe for us what Mommy and Me is. How did it start and, and what has it become? Yeah. Um, so when, my set, when I had had my second daughter, Ellie, um, I heard of the need, I, I learned that there was a need for a nursery and preschool Bible class teacher um, at the congregation where we were worshiping. And um, I felt I felt like I, I needed to um, to help out with that. But Ellie was only six months old. And um, Erilyn was uh, just a little over two. And so it was, I was very overwhelmed um, at the thought of going back and, and being back in the classroom again with two little ones, but the need was there. And so I was trying to figure out a way, um, to make that work. So I brought up to my husband though, we actually had Erilyn in a, um, a Gymboree class. And I really liked the way that class was like facilitated and, and how the format was. Um, and the teacher of the class is more of a facilitator or presenter of information. Um, she, she just guided the class and the parents were never supposed to be more than an arm's length away 
away, like distance from the child, from the child. And, um, so I really liked the idea that the parents were there and the parents were actually guiding the children through the class and the, the teacher, she didn't really have a lot of direct involvement in the kids. She just kind of presented the information and it was up to us to, to take our child and actually do it with them. And so I kind of wanted to try to bring that format into a Bible class. Um, and I saw a lot of benefits coming from that or potentially coming from that. And um, so I took um, my two children and I had a lot of other mothers in there and I sat down and I presented material and I tried to just parent my own children and focus on my own children. Eventually I ended up bringing some helpers in because I realized I couldn't really do both. But um, it was really great because having the parents in the classroom with the, with the children also gave the parents the information that we were going over in class. And it was my goal to encourage them to be able to take that home and then be able to review it and do it. They know now know the songs. They now know the memory verses. They now know the 17 time periods and they can do that at home with their children, just like we're doing it in Bible class. Um, I tried to keep Bible class format really easy and simple so that it could just be exactly repeated at home, um, you know, with the parent and child. Um, kind of with that there in, in talking about that and planning that I had a few friends want to know about like the nitty gritty details. Like how are you setting up and having all these parents and adults in the classroom with the kids? Um, so I started an email chain where I just kind of like was recording how the classes were going and sharing like, okay, well this week we changed it and did it this way. This week we changed it and did it that way. Um, and that email chain was kind of getting long. It was like 10 or 15 people on that. So I said, you know what, let me just put this on a Facebook page um, and share there. And that way people can come and go as they want. And um, that was great. The 10 or 15 people on my email chain did go over and follow that Facebook page, but so did a lot of other people. And it became like kind of um, just way more than what I ever expected it to be um, and turned into also like a different audience. I was initially presenting material or sharing material for teachers, teachers who are looking to implement that same mommy and me format in their Bible classes. Um, but then I also got a bunch of parents who were there looking just for information of, okay, how do I teach my child the Bible at home? Um, and which was kind of the whole point of the Bible class to begin with was to mm -hmm. be able to share that and encourage parents to, to take that um, and do that on their own. So it kind of turned into something I wasn't I definitely was not planning or expecting it to, but I feel very um, honored and very excited to be able to share something that I'm passionate with, which is teaching children the Bible. Now, on your Facebook page, uh, you have a description of what this page is, and, uh, you know, I was very impressed. You are very humble. You tell people up front that, look, I am not a perfect parent. This page is imperfect. But then you also say something. I'm going to read it. Uh, all children are worthy of learning about their creator. All children are capable of knowing their maker. All children are wonderful at loving God. Elaborate a little bit on what you're trying to get across with this to parents. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in the Gospels where we see it happens a couple different times where Jesus takes a child and he um, demonstrates and teaches a lesson by holding a child in his lap. And um, I think about that a lot. And I think it's interesting because we see that picture on a lot of Bible, uh, children's Bible covers, like the, the illustration um, on the front. But I don't actually hear a lot of lessons um, about mm -hmm. that or um, a lot of people talking about what Jesus meant, um, or implementing that. And I think that when 
we take God's story, we take God's plan for us, we take this, the story of Christ's love, and we take all these details from the Bible, and we teach them to a child. And I don't mean boil it down or simplify it in the sense of we're leaving things out, but I mean just sharing that on a child's level. I think we can um, understand and know God and know his, his will for us in a totally unique way. And I think when I read that, that story from, you know, of Jesus holding that child, that's what I'm seeing him saying is you need to, you need to understand it the way a child understands it. You need to understand me the way a child understands me. And how, how really are we going to do that if we're not sitting down with children and sharing the good news? Um, and so I, I really believe that uh, children can know God. I think that they can know his word. And I think that um, it benefits adults a lot to sit down and, and actually share that with children. And I think, uh, you know, along with that, when we go and we worship, a lot of times we're telling our children just to sit quietly, you know, observe. And we kind of, we kind of push them to the back because at the moment it's like, you know, we want you to just be quiet and kind of be on the wall, be a flower on the wall. And I think what you're saying is really powerful. It's the fact that, look, Jesus wants these children to learn about him, and we have to find a way. It's on us as parents to find a way to, to talk about Jesus at their level. They don't need to come mm-hmm. up to our level. And sitting in worship is not coming up, it's not going to their level. But this, we, what you're doing with this Facebook page and what it sounds like you've been doing is, is coming to their level with the story of, uh, of the gospel. And yeah, that's amazing. He, he says, let the little children come exactly. to me, right? Yeah. And so there's obviously something that he can offer that children understand. Right. And that, that last little bit that you said, all children are wonderful at loving God. Mm-hmm. Like there's something uh, built into each child, each yes. person that yes. wants to love God. And it's not... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really not hard to convince them that there's a God out there that right. made them and loves them and wants them to love him back. Yeah. Um, I, I, think I wholeheartedly agree with you. I They're think it's really good at that. Yeah, it's inherently, it comes with the, the territory because children, uh, they are, when they are born, they trust and put full faith in their parents. They have trust and faith in ways that we can't even understand right now mm. uh, because mm-hmm. they have to. And I, I think that you're right. It transcends to love. And if we can show them that, look, the trust and faith that you have in me is the same trust and faith we are to have in our Father, that, that you're, you're teaching them a powerful lesson. So. Yeah. 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 Also, um, you know, when I say children are wonderful at loving God, I think that there's, there's something to be said for just their purity and their innocence. And when we're having conversations with them about like big big, um, hard to understand topics like love or trust or faith. Um, when we, when we explain it to a child, I think it makes us kind of look at those in a different way and probably more in the way that God intended us to look at. I think sometimes we as adults kind of overcomplicate things, Mm. um, and just make it a little bit harder than what it needs to be. Mm. But the other thing I was going to say is that, um, you know, I, I occasionally will hear comments, you know, like, oh, you know, your children are so good. Um, and I think what's so interesting, and I've only been a parent for six years, um, but I'm more and more convinced that children come to us 
good. <laughs> children are good. And it's the longer that they're in the world and it's the more that they're in the world. And it's um, the world that, that takes that purity and takes that innocence away from them. Um, and I, I feel like as a parent, I'm almost just trying to keep that goodness, keep, keep that love and purity and innocence, like just as long as I can, I want them to have that and understand that. And what better way to do that than by teaching them the love of Christ. Um, mm -hmm. And so yeah, I, I, I sometimes that. think, you know, they're not good because I'm teaching them to be good. I'm just trying to keep them good. God gave yeah. them to me good. I like that perspective. Absolutely. So what, what kind of response have you received so far? How, how have people responded to this? Um, it's, it's been a little wild. Um, but I mean, whenever you put people together who love children and who love the Lord, you're going to get a good response. And I mean, that's by far what I've, what I've experienced. Um, a lot of encouragement from all, all different people of all walks of life. I, I mean, one thing that stands out to me a lot is it's not just young parents who are commenting or interacting on my Facebook page. Um, there's a lot of grandparents and a lot of just parents of, you know, college age children or whatever. And they're, they're popping in to say, keep going, keep, you know, keep training and just offering encouragement, offering support. And um, I think that's something that young parents, I know I really need that is um, just verbal affirmation <laughs> that what I'm doing is right. And those hard times, like the, you know, all of the discipline and all of the training that goes into teaching a child to love the Lord is worth it. Um, and I've, I've, definitely been so so blessed by all of the wonderful people that I get to engage with because of the mommy and me page so what's what's it like uh I've only done a, a few projects with my own kids and it's <laughs> it's kind of been a rule uh kind of a rule that I say I don't work with children or animals in mm -hmm. video um yeah. I've rarely broken that rule and there's a reason for that, right? I'm sure you can share yeah. some stories with us. What's it like working with your kids? Um, and why do you think it's beneficial that you actually show that interaction? Um, it is mentally exhausting sometimes to have uh, three little ones on screen or on camera with you. A lot of the videos that I do are live. Um, and we, I mean, we, we've done some pre-recorded videos, but... I think that a lot of people benefit from seeing the live, um, the live videos and the live interaction. I sometimes question um, almost every time I feel like I question, <laughs> all right, is this, is this really the best thing for us to be doing right now? Maybe I should just do one-on-one -on -one or, um, but the fact is, you know, the, the mommy me page has never been something that I am creating content for. I'm, I'm never, I, I don't love the word content when it comes to my Facebook page, just because it kind of gives the idea that, um, I'm, I'm making it for that purpose. Um, and that's not my approach to the mommy and me page. The mommy and me page is simply me sharing what I'm doing. Um, me sharing what I'm doing either as a Bible class teacher or me sharing what I'm doing as a parent. And, um, what better way to accomplish that goal than by, you know, doing a live video and allowing people to see that interaction. And I think people are encouraged when they see all the imperfections, <laughs> the fact that there's a lot of wiggling going on and there's interrupting or there's fussing or crying or dropping of Cheerios or like whatever it is, like those things happen all the time. Um, but I think it makes it maybe less intimidating for parents to want to do Bible time with their own kids at home uh, because it's not 
this perfect scene. And I never want anyone to think that, that my Bible time with my children just is this somehow idealistic um, view. It's it's imperfect. And yet I think that's how God intended it Mm -hmm. to be. It's just normal life, like just teaching and sharing God's word and, and involving that in our normal day-to-day life. So day-to-day parenting is messy and loud. And that's kind of what my videos are. Yeah. I I know I just finished watching a documentary on fatherhood and it was amazing. They interviewed a bunch of different fathers around the world and showed what they were like at home with their kids and like the screaming the, you know, eat your food, the occasional throwing of uh, feces. It happens. Wow. And I'm like, okay. all right, um, I guess I'm not the only one out there that's struggling <laughs> through this. I mean, so uh, I think I, I can imagine the people that are watching your page are like, okay, um, you know, they look at you and go, wow, she must have it together. And then they see your kids squirming a little bit and they go, okay, she's normal like the rest of us. And that's got to be a helpful, encouraging thing for all parents to, yeah. I, I know that, I know when my wife has talked to other uh, women at church and they've said, oh yeah, we've been through that. She feels better about the situation. Yeah, uh, It's when we live in our own little worlds and think I'm the only one that's going through this with my kids yeah. that we I'm start to struggle. I'm the only one with children that, that misbehave on occasion. And it does, right. when, when I've done videos with my kids and I, I don't think I put the disclaimer, but it should be it said be. like, Viewer I discretion advised. I, I love my kids. <laughs> And they are so much fun, um, but I have to constantly remind myself that I am a child to our Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. and he probably many times oh looks goodness. at me and go, would he just settle down? Yeah. Would he settle down and listen? Um, he's throwing a, a tantrum yeah. right now. He's yeah. not getting yeah. this. And yet he's still patient with us to present the word and give us what we need. Um, so the fact that you don't sugarcoat your interactions with your kids your kids aren't actors um mm-hmm. they're real kids and they they need this um and and their imperfections remind us of our own and how much we all need this yeah. so keep it up mm-hmm. yeah yeah keep it up so hannah let me ask you you recently uh, partnered with another great group uh, creation to revelation uh, and you've created a, a really great new resource called Glean Together Genesis Workbook. Uh, Talk a little bit about that partnership. Yeah, that was so, so exciting. Um, Again, kind of of like the Mommy and Me Facebook page, um, I feel like I'm just taking something that I'm already doing with my children. Um, As my oldest daughter gets older, um, you know, the, the type of Bible time changes, obviously, um, you know, you, you begin to maybe sing a few less songs, um, or, you know, maybe you're still singing the same songs, but you're just adding other things into it. So she can write now and she can read now. And so I'm kind of adapting our Bible time and trying to work some of those skills in, um, also due to COVID and the pandemic and all that, I, um, and homeschooling this year for the first time. And that wasn't kind of on our plan. Um, and so I wanted to have a resource for myself to work in some of these, um, school skills, tracing and writing and copying, um, thought questions. And I wanted to create something for Erilyn, um, to do during school time, but that would also be having us open the Bible and, and learn the Bible together. Um, and I think a lot of 
whether it's workbooks or whether it's um, children's Bible story books, those are all wonderful and all great. But ultimately, I really want to open the word of God with my child. And I don't want to be intimidated to do that. Um, so it was also kind of born out of um, the example my parents um in how they led our family Bible time, uh, very frequently. I'm the oldest of six kids. And, um, so my parents would sit with all six of us kids and we would learn a book of the Bible. Um, and my dad would have us, uh, learn chapter titles for almost every chapter, like the book of Genesis. When he did the book of Genesis, he has learned 50 chapter titles and, um, us older kids had to stand and recite those 50, you know, okay, tell me the wow. 50 chapters of, of Genesis. And, and that seems now as a parent as like a really overwhelming goal, but I know that it's possible. I did it. I, I was the kid that stood there and did it. And so um, I'm so thankful for that example that they had. And I want to implement that now with my children. I want to open my Bible. I want to read to them from the Bible. And then I want to help them learn it themselves and be able to, um, you know, present it themselves. So, um, working with creation to revelation is always such a pleasure and, you know, they're just a great family and a great business. Um, the illustrations that Brian brought to that, you know, that was my idea and then taking it to him and, uh, sharing that idea with him, just the, the level that he can bring it to, like mm -hmm. he's, he's the one who does all the design work and, um, all of the illustrations and that kind of, and he just does such a fantastic job. I feel like, you know, I could do it with a notebook paper in my Bible. Um, but this was a lot, a lot nicer. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so I was really, really honored to be able to partner with him and make that. That's fantastic. So I will tease an upcoming episode. We will actually talk with, uh, with Brian and with Joey about creation to revelation and, yeah. Uh, they're doing some exceptionally awesome stuff. Yeah. And uh, a theme uh, of the next couple of episodes is this uh, the desire of ours to really highlight good work that's being done for kids. Yeah. And so you obviously were, were one of our first stops. We're, we're really excited um, about both of what, what you guys are doing. So get your hands on that. Uh, where can they go to get that, that workbook that you guys have created? Um, it's being sold on Brian's website. So creation to revelation.com and you can just go under products and it's listed there. Um, yeah, they, they are just fantastic. And there's a lot of other things that they have, um, available that my kids have and use on a daily basis. So creation to revelation is just such a blessing in our lives. Awesome. We'll tell you what, after the break, we're going to hear more from Hannah about some of the Bible resources that, uh, that she recommends. And then we'll share, um, she'll share some practical tips for parents about leading Bible studies at home. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this week's sponsor, Container Solutions, Inc. CSI makes custom engineered packaging solutions for big and small industries, manufacturing, automotive, military, and even camera gear. Yeah, that's right. These guys provided exceptional hard cases with inserts to allow us to safely transport our gear overseas and they were incredible you give them the measurements for your specific needs and they can use foam plastic steel you name it and make packaging for your product yeah csi is a proud sponsor of the inroads podcast and of appian media and we're thrilled to work with them they were such a blessing to us you can learn more about them at containersolutionsinc.com check them out so today we're talking resources for children on the podcast. Speaking of a great resource for children, if you haven't already checked out 
one of Appian Media's other podcasts, Listen, My Children, is now available. Justin Dobbs hosts a great discussion on doing home Bible study with kids, and you get to observe his family as he conducts Bible studies with his children. You can find the Listen, My Children podcast on all major podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube and Facebook. So Hannah, you've reviewed and used so much material. Um, can you share with us, if you're able, some of your favorites? What are the things that, that you and your family and your kids use the most? Um, well, I think, I mean, we were just talking about creation and revelation, and I think that has got to be just probably at the top of our list of things that we use, like I said, on a daily basis. Um, they have, you know, digital products that I... Um, digital resources that I use in teaching Bible class. Um, I just started teaching my first Zoom Bible class at our home congregation. And so I am using uh, CTR's digital resources there. Um, They have a lot of uh, products that are already made and we have a lot of those also. Um, There are some really great ones that my daughters can actually read now. And so that's really great that I can give that to them, um, whether it's quiet time in the car or quiet time at home or in the church building, like any of those options and they can sit and look at those. Um, I also really think that car time is undervalued um, as great Bible time with your kids. Um, So we love the CD, um, Each Little Dew Drop. And it has just a lot of really great Bible songs that talk about different Bible stories that sometimes aren't, uh, they're just maybe more unique. And I I really enjoy using that. Um, I'd say maybe on a, as a parent, this isn't something I use or I give to my child, but um, the uh, Bob Waldron books um, are something that my husband and I have both used. Um, My parents use that a lot growing up and just his uh, 17 time period format there's he has a little booklet called the three cycle approach and that is uh kind of the basis for how eddie and i are teaching our children and um kind of like organize their bible knowledge um so we're constantly uh, going over the 17 time periods we use that a lot um and then i think the last thing that has been super helpful well, not the last thing like ever, but the last thing I can think of right now um, is uh, a little book that I got on Amazon called Favorite Action Bible Verses. Um, it's like $12 on Amazon. And I don't use it as much right now, but I used it a lot when Erilyn was like one and two. And what it does is it takes Bible verses and puts hand motions to them. And so I used it a lot. Those were her first memory verses as we, uh, you know, put the hand motions to the verses and did it that way. But um, I think what was so helpful about having that book is it taught me how to put hand motions to Bible verses. And so now I can just look at a Bible verse and I can add my own hand motions to it. And I've had parents after watching us on um, a Facebook live video say, how do you know which hand motions to put, you know, with those verses? And I really think it goes back to that, that little booklet that I got on Amazon. It just helps. I don't know. It helps connect to my brain, like how to put hand motions with verses. And it is so incredible how, much kids can learn and how much kids can memorize when you put a few hand motions in there. So those are some of my favorites. Well, I am here taking notes. For I see real. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I've always thought it's, it's interesting. I've told my wife, I said, it's more exhausting to teach a children's Bible class than it is to teach an adult Bible class. She's currently teaching the, uh, the 12 to 24 months where we attend <laughs> and like it is all song and proverbial dance. I mean, hand motions for everything. 
And yeah. but you're right. I mean, like they pick him up and, you know, my one year old daughter is already making hand motions for things You're like, how in the world do you know that? And it's because they're know. such visual right. creatures. So, yeah. yeah. So let, let me ask you this. Um, you know, we believe in the in the power of digital evangelism and giving our listeners real world applicable use uh, ways to use the media what advice, what tips would you give parents that are considering beginning or improving their own family Bible study? So when I was in high school and dating my now husband, um, he said something to me, which I thought was interesting. We were talking about you know, the future. Where do we see ourselves in five or 10 years or whatever? And one thing he said to me, um, and I don't know if he realized how much this would really impact my you know, how I thought about our family and and things that our family would, you know, our goals. Um, but he said, I just want to be a normal guy with a good Christian family. I want to be a part of the church and be helpful. But he said, I'm not looking to be a preacher. I'm not looking to travel the world, you know, as a missionary or something, something like that. Um, he said, I'm, I'm looking to just keep my normal job, but I still want a family that loves the Lord and is doing the right thing and wants to serve God. Um, and I found that to be interesting. And I thought about it a lot and the older I've gotten and the more I've seen, there's a lot of pressure or expectation put on, um, preachers, wives, preachers, families, or elders, wives and elders, families, um, to be the ones who teach the children, um, either, I had a preacher's wife reach out to me and say, okay, um, I'm, I was just given the job of, of developing our children's, uh, curriculum. Um, there's, there's just an expectation put on those people in our, in our churches. Um, I think homeschoolers sometimes also receive some of that, that pressure, that expectation. Well, you do Bible time with your kids at home because you're homeschooled, um, and you, and you have that extra time. And so when I think about time with my children, Bible time with my children, I don't, and what I would, I would love to just share with people is that you don't have to be the preacher's wife. You don't have to be the preacher's child, or you don't have to be the elder's wife or the elder's child or homeschool. Like God God wants you to just take ownership of your child's Bible education, whatever phase of life or stage of life or place in life, like you are. Um, And so it's going to look different because we're all in different circumstances. Our circumstances vary so widely. Uh, But when my children were in public school, our Bible time looked differently. And now that we're homeschooling, our Bible time looks different. But I just, I really want people to look around at at what their life circumstances are and look, okay, where are we fitting the Bible in? Because this needs to be a priority for us. Um, It needs to be a habit. And um, I think there's, a lot of wisdom, um, like people who, uh, specialize in developing habits, write books about habits and that kind of thing. They say the best way to form a habit is to attach it to something that you're already doing. Um, and so I think about that a lot with Bible time with my children. What is something that I'm already doing and how can I tie the Bible into that? Um, so changing diapers is something that you have to do as a parent. That's just part of something you are going to be doing on a regular basis. And so when you're changing your child's diaper, Maybe that's when you go over your memory verse, or maybe that's when you sing the books of the Bible. 
Um, you're going to have a regular bath time. Um, or like I said, car time, I feel like is really underrated. That's a time where they are strapped in a car seat and they, they can't move. <laughs> so you have them there and you have the opportunity to sing with them or re review with them. Um, and there's just a lot of opportunities in our days where we can attach Bible time. I think about in, um, Deuteronomy 6, where Moses is, is talking to the people and he's encouraging the parents. He's, he's saying, you know, it's not, it's not, he's not saying teach the law to your children from eight to nine every morning, and then you're done and you can receive your little, he's saying, when you walk by the way, when you, uh, you know, are coming in your house, when you're leaving your house, like this is just part of your life. And so when I look at my life, I want to try to pick out times where I can on a regular basis involve the Bible in my discussions with my kids. And, and I think, I think it makes it less overwhelming when we think of it that way of just tying Bible time onto something that we're already doing. And I, I would love to just be able to encourage parents to do that more. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to go off script here. Um, Wait, there's a script. I, right. <laughs> I, I didn't give it to you. Oh. <laughs> no. So uh, you mentioned it earlier and I, and I, I was very interested to hear you say it, but like, you guys, uh, you and your husband didn't foresee you all homeschooling, but of course now with COVID, everybody's homeschooling. Um, yeah. I'm at the place where I have my, my first, my son is in preschool, but now we're kind of talking about homeschool versus not homeschool. What are your thoughts about your experiences homeschooling? And especially in regards to, you know, if we are, are supposed to be part of our children's lives all the time and, and constantly be talking to them about the Bible to send them off for a long period of time, five days a week, uh, where they aren't necessarily getting exposed to the Bible. I don't know. I'm just curious what your thoughts are about that. Well, that is something I could talk to you about for a really long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts on it. And um, I think ultimately there, there is just not one right answer. And I think that's something parents just really need to understand is that everyone is going to just make this decision a little bit differently. Um, I was homeschooled. Uh, I went to public school in kindergarten and then, uh, from first grade on through high school, I was homeschooled. So I came from that background. Um, my husband was public schooled his entire life. So when we got married, we had some discussions, uh, you know, about, okay, what really before we got married, what are we, what are we going to do? How are we going to kind of merge these two backgrounds? Um, and we always agreed we were going to take it year by year and child by child, uh, based on what their needs were. Um, but I think that there's something really special about, um, a child going into a public school environment, um, and being able to learn how to be a part of the world, like Paul says, we're not supposed to um, you know, just take ourselves out of the world and seclude ourselves, but we're supposed to be godly lights in the world. Um, and so in thinking about trying to train my child to be a light in the world, um, I took great comfort in the idea that I was not sending her into a college uh, to be a light at, at three and four years old, I was sending her into a preschool um, with other four-year-olds and um, into this, this very safe environment, very loving environment for three hours a day, like, you know, and then with kindergarten, she also went to public school um, and she, we, she rode a bus. 
Um, and the thought of, okay, I'm going to take my now five-year-old and put her on a bus and, and she, I'm going to encourage her in different ways to shine her light as a five-year-old in a kindergarten classroom. Um, I think sometimes it feels overwhelming when we're looking at our sweet, small, innocent child, and we think about sending them out into the world that we think about almost sending them out onto a college campus <laughs> or into like a, a job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not what I'm doing, but I, I like the idea of her, um, learning how to, how to be a light and how to develop that light, um, on that level. Um, now with, COVID and this opportunity that it's presented me, we uh, looked at both of our daughters individually, looked at their needs education-wise and uh, socially and tried to figure out, okay, what's the decision? We decided um, actually two separate decisions to homeschool. We decided to homeschool one of them. And then when the other one's school Mm -hmm. made some changes, we decided to homeschool her also. Um, And there have been such amazing opportunities that have come from that also, being able to work the Bible, you know, the the Glean Together workbooks, being able to work the Bible into our writing practice and our reading practice um, and our, you know, thought questions and all of that, like being able, you know, critical thinking. Um, I am finding so many blessings and so many unique opportunities now being a homeschooling parent. Um, But I, I also now having experienced both, I see that there are opportunities on both ends that I can't, I can't have both of those. Um, and so there will be opportunities that we miss because we're homeschooling this year. She's not getting that opportunity to shine her light in a classroom on a first grade level with her friends without mommy standing right over her shoulder. Um, she's not getting that opportunity. And instead we're having other opportunities instead. So I think what's really important is to consider your child, your child's needs, your child's strengths, your child's weaknesses. Um, And I would never encourage a parent to, you know, send their child out into a public school environment if they didn't feel comfortable with that choice. Um, But also, I I guess I guess I would just encourage people not to make decisions based on um, what their comfort zone or what other people are choosing to do, but looking at what your child's needs are and where your child's abilities are which is what we do a lot of times anyway, anyways with our right. children is we're constantly trying to look and adapt our decisions and adapt um, you know, judgments that we make based on their needs and, and how they're going to be able to handle that. So right. I don't know yeah. if that's, that's helpful. It's kind of a vague that answer. But no, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I come from a homeschool background as well. Uh, my wife does not. Uh, Stu does not. So we've had interesting conversations. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. You can't just paint with this broad brush. Yeah. Um, my experience as a homeschooler, I have found apparently <laughs> is different than many homeschoolers mm-hmm. that I've known. And my wife, Karen's experience as a public schooler was different than many public schoolers we have known. So you can't, you can't make these broad brush statements. Mm-hmm. All kids need this. All right. public okay. schools are like this. Right. Um, but I love that your advice is, is adapting it for each child. Yeah. We have three, and they're all very, very different, mm-hmm. yeah. um, adapting it year to year. And I do appreciate that. Things change. Your location might change. The school system may be different from one year to another. And that, mm-hmm. um, and then your kids may mature, may mature in different ways. Right. So they may be struggling with things in one year that they've been able to, to work through and overcome mm-hmm. in the next and what their education <laughs> should look like. So. That's really valuable. Thanks for going off script, Stu. <laughs> Anytime. And, uh, That's what I'm here for. And Hannah, I really appreciate that. 
Um, I, I almost feel like we need to do another episode here just further talking about education. But uh, <laughs> for now, I think we're wrapping up. Um, Hannah, is, is there anything else you want to add? Anything else that, that you think would be beneficial uh, to parents as they tackle this uh, challenging but very, very important task of, of educating their kids about the Bible? Yeah, um, I think I think something that I keep trying to go back to when um, I'm looking at the Mommy and Me page or um, I recently started an Instagram and that's kind of <laughs> its own thing, but um, kind of just trying to figure out my place and how I can, you know, serve the Lord and glorify God the best um, with the opportunities that I have and uh, still serve my my children and, you know, my family. Um, is is just the idea of wanting to encourage parents to to take ownership of their child's Bible education, um, and and with that comes seeing the value in the Bible, obviously, but also seeing the value in your child and seeing the value in what that child has to offer you, um, what that child has to offer your church. Um, I mean, you said, you mentioned earlier, and and I think this is just so true. Um, we spend so much time telling our children, not now, be quiet. I'll, you know, just wait, wait till church is over, you know, sit down, don't wiggle, you know, like we spend so much time, um, almost shushing, their interactions and their engagements, um, with the Lord when we're in the church building. And I, you know, I have to question then, are we doing that at home? Um, and, and putting down opportunities that, that God is putting right in front of us and saying, okay, here you go. Here's your opportunity. Time to change a diaper. What are you going to do with this time? And, and I just, I just want parents to, to be able to take ownership of that and realize that that's, that's their role. That's their role that God has given them. And it is such a blessing. It's not, not this, um, heavy burden. And and if we view it that way, then we're not going to want to do it. (laughs) Um, but if we view it as this blessing, uh, God has given me a soul to, to, to take care of and to nurture. Um, he's given a, a few quarters ago, we talked about um, the song of the titles escaping me, but, um, the lights along the shoreline. Um, and it's talking about, uh, how the, the ships are out at sea and they're looking back at the shoreline and they can't see the lighthouse, but they can see the little lights on the shore. And, um, I use the example that God's given us almost like these little tea lights and, and he's, he put us out on the beach and he said, okay, the boats are coming in. Here's your tea light. Keep it burning. And in my hands, I hold three little tea lights and I'm trying to, to just keep those flames burning and glowing. And eventually they're going to, they're going to be big and they're going to, you know, serve to, to bring those ships in. Um, and I think when we view it as what it is, which is a, a great responsibility, but also a great blessing, we're, we're willing to put the time and the effort into it. Um, and I think there's a lot of enjoyment that comes from that. And definitely I, unique way of just knowing and serving our Lord. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Hannah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Do you you have anything coming up that you want to share? Anything that you're looking forward to as we kind of wrap up? Yeah. What's your hope for the page? Um, I think, well, I kind of said this, but um, as my kids get older, I'm just going to, 
keep doing what I'm doing, which is just sharing what I'm doing at home. I am in no way, shape or form think that I have some special wisdom or that I, um, and, and somehow telling everyone else the way to do it. Um, I'm just sharing what's working for us or what's not working for us. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm going to just continue to do that. And it's going to change and adapt as my children change and adapt. Um, and as our family situation changes, whether they're going back to public school or whether we continue homeschooling, um, or whatever that looks like, whether I'm teaching Bible class or not, I'm just going to plan to keep sharing what I'm doing and, um, hope that people gain encouragement from that. Um, and I am working on another Glean Together workbook with uh, CTR, Creation to Revelation. So I'm really excited about that one. It's a book of the Bible that um, we have a couple coming up. And one of them is a book of the Bible that I have never seen a children's <laughs> children's material <laughs> about. And so I'm really excited about that, um, being able to teach uh, teach my kids a book of the Bible that generally is not presented to children. So is there's a lot there's a lot of really good things that i'm excited is it, about <laughs> is Craig's it over revelation i just want to know <laughs> <laughs> my son just finished a class where they just based on the the material they had two weeks two classes to do the book of revelation and he oh, wow. finished he's six almost seven and he finished and he was like i want to do more oh yeah that's a big book like there's more to it isn't there it's like oh buddy there is yeah so, so. <laughs> if that's not what's coming up, I'm sure it'll be good. Please put it on the list. I'm sure it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Hannah, um, it's been I, a that, joy. That's not the one, but I have, I have told Brian and I know Brian would love to illustrate Revelation at some point. Oh, so sure. hopefully we'll it. see. Maybe that'll be in the future. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks Hannah. so much. So join us next time as we talk with Brian and Joey Harbour. They're the creators of Creation to Revelation. So what began with hundreds of illustrations drawn in Microsoft Paint (laughs) has turned into a company that produces incredible illustrated resources for children's Bible study. That's coming up next time on Inroads. Inroads is a production of Appian Media. We're a nonprofit video production company that is 100% crowdfunded. So if you're interested in learning more about how you can support Appian Media so we can continue to create more great free content, you can visit us at appianmedia.org.